Today's show is brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch, motivating personal trainers who guide you through a workout timed to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. So whether you want to squeeze in a butt-kicking 10-minute no-equipment workout before lunch or launch a 5K interactive training guide, Aptiv has you covered. Speaking from experience, Aptiv is not just another fitness app. I was blown away by the options and the fun workout experience. Essentially like Netflix for fitness, Aptiv gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end trainer-led workout classes. If you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go, motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Aptiv. And then also, because they're just the darn best, Aptiv is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription at www.aaptiv.com, that's aptiv.com, be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT, one word, at checkout, and your first 30 days are on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Today, I am joined by an extra special guest, my friend, fellow blogger. Oh my gosh. She's probably one of the best bloggers I know, actually. I tell everybody that. (laughs) You are. I'm joined by Lexi Kornbloom Davidson, um, which is the name on her brand new spanking book, which we're going to talk about today, Lexi's Clean Kitchen. You've probably come across her website, Lexi'sCleanKitchen.com. She has a wealth of amazing recipes. She does an awesome job of labeling them paleo, gluten-free, um, and really just, I, you can find anything on Lexi's site. She's really dedicated, always puts out fresh, new, incredible content. I'm so inspired by her. She's been on the show before, um, but today we're going to talk about her book. Welcome to the show, Lexi. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. So happy to be here. Oh my gosh. The pleasure is all mine. I'm so excited to have you here. So I have your book in front of me, and it is stunning. Thank no surprise. You. Thank you, thank you. I know you poured your heart and soul into this thing. How long did it take you to write it? So actually, we were talking about it the other night. Like from start to finish, like what the whole entire process, it was two years. Um, but in terms of just writing the book, I would say like a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. just all in. I know. You were. You. <laughs> I, I mean, Lexi and I were both in editing and writing process together on our books. And I remember at Paleo Effects, we're sitting there on the couch commiserating. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, we have so much to do. It's so much to do. Well, you knocked it out of the park. It's really, really dense. And I, that's something that, so I featured one of, Lexi was kind enough to let me publish one of her recipes from the book on my website, fedandfit.com. And it is these creamy chicken bacon spaghetti squash boats. And I'm not mouth- even, they're so, it's a mouthful in more ways than one. But they're so delicious, and I'm not even kidding you, Lexi. I made them, and I had planned – we had other dinner plans. So I think we were going over to a friend's house or something. So I made them, and I had every intention of spooning them off in a little containers, and I'd freeze them, and we'd just reheat them when we needed a freezer meal. And they didn't make it a day in my kitchen. Austin was like, you need to make that again. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. That makes me so, so happy. They're so good. So you guys can find that on there as long as – 
you know, with links and everything to Lexi's book, which we'll, of course we'll show post up in the show notes. But just looking at this recipe as an example of how dense this book is. So she gives you this awesome recipe, right? And it can al- almost be seen as kind of a template to, you know, to, to use spaghetti squash in this way to make really clean, delicious, nourishing food. But she also provides two variations. So you're never going to get bored. She, I feel like you really want... You want the extra 10 miles, really. I mean, that's that's not easy, not simple. So I'm really I'm really blown away. The book's incredible. You're so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I really wanted to um, give people the opportunity to explore on their own a little and take the recipe and then kind of have fun with it if they want to or have the options to just make the different variations and, you know, just go from what's in the book. So I really tried to give the options. That's so cool. I mean, it really, it's so well organized. I'm also going to make the pad thai. Yay. I love that. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I've also made those pots, the s'mores pot stay cream. So ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I love those because you don't even need the marshmallow meringue or the graham cracker crumbs. Like you could just make them, put them in little shooter glasses with some fresh fruit and like a little mint and like just a great, great dessert. Totally. And that's what I did for half of them. Um, when I made it, I, t- I was texting Lexi, or maybe we were Snapchatting it, I remember. <laughs> She's like, how did they come out? And I was like, well, I got a little impatient. And for the first batch, we just ate the um, the chocolate. And then I went ahead and did the other. And it was so good. And I'm so glad that we had company over that night. Otherwise, I would have eaten them all by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could eat them like at room temperature or in the fridge and get like two different consistencies. So it's kind of fun. So cool. I mean, really, it's beautiful. You do a wonderful job of providing a lot of really neat, informative graphics on your website. How to build the perfect smoothie. That's the first one that comes to mind. That's yours, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that influence really wove into the book. So I'd love, the as far as the front matter goes, what were some of the... I think, I don't know, when I think of your content, I think of you've just, you just find a way to hack clean eating and you present it in a really fun, easy to understand, approachable way. So what were some of the nuggets that you really wanted folks to get from your book as far as really big takeaways to help empower them in the kitchen? Yeah. So in the front matter, um, some of the things I did that I really felt strongly about as you'll see, there's a pantry staples guide. There's also a guide to different equipment and stuff like tools that I use in my kitchen. But the pantry staples guide is like a full blown, like every spice I use, but then like I bolded the ones, like if you're only going to get five to 10, get these. But if you, there's a link on that page, I think it's page 20 or 30, um, that takes you to my website where there's a printable checklist PDF of the pantry staples guide. Mm-hmm. So that way, you, can, you don't have to lug the book to the store, but if you want that guide, you can um, find the PDF that's like in a different, little bit of a different format than the book um, to make it really easy for you to go to the store, figure out what you need, figure out how you're going to, you know, what stuff you're going to buy, how you're going to clean out your pantry and how you're going to kickstart your healthy living or your, or your new diet or lifestyle or wherever you're at on your journey. So aside from that in the front matter, there's also a link. Um, when I talk about like, meal planning and all different ways to have success. There's also a link on that. Um, I think that's either one of them's 20, one of them's page 30, um, to finding a meal plan template. So I talk about meal planning and there's a link for you to go print out your own meal planning weekly dinner guide. So that's kind of a fun resource too. So those were like the two that I was like, I want those in there so people can go to the store, they could shop, and then they can also 
write out their meals or feel organized and, um, you know, really have success when they're cooking during the week and on the weekends and all of that. So in the front matter, that was like what I really, I was like, I need to get them in there for people. I felt so strongly about it. And then in the back of the book, there's the cheat sheet section, which has graphics similar to my blog. Um, there's like how to build a juice, how to make a soup. Um, and why I did that was because I wanted you to have all the soup recipes, for example, that are in the book, but be able to say, oh, I don't have these ingredients, but look, I do have two cups of chicken broth. I do have this protein. I do have, oh, look, I have beans in my, you know, in my pantry. So let me kind of whip it together and it kind of walks you through um, those steps so you can get a little creative and experiment on your own also. Oh my gosh. So brilliant. And they're so cute. Thank you. Oh yeah, and then there's also like a um, what's in season when guide, which varies a little by where you live, but try to get it for the most part accurate. And then there's a kitchen conversion chart because I always need that and I always reference that in my kitchen. So just little things that I know would be helpful for me that I really wanted to include for the people buying the book. Oh my gosh, so, so neat. Isn't that funny? When you write a book, you wind up including things that you personally want. You're, oh, yeah. You're like, like, I really want this information at my fingertips. Exactly. Like, I'm sure some people are really good with kitchen conversions, but I'm not one of them. So I was like, <laughs> it's going to be in the book. <laughs> I'm not either. I have I have an app on my homepage of my phone. Tell yeah. me. Like, how many cups are in a pint? So. Exactly. Hey, Siri, how many tablespoons are in a half cup again? <laughs> exactly. Because by yeah. then, your fingers are all gross, and you can't yeah. type on your phone. Actually, that's a good idea. I've never used Siri for that. Oh, my gosh. she! I feel like Siri is my sous chef. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. I'm going to Snapchat you while I do it. Do it. That'd be awesome. Man, that's really great. It really is super dense. So you've got, let's see, right at 150 recipes in here? Yeah, it's actually over 150 when you include all the variations. Like the chia pudding, there's four ways. The waffles, it's four flavor variations. So it's well over 150, um, but that was kind of the base number. So, cool. yeah, there's there's just so much. And I just wanted to make it such a big, practical, and approachable resource with tons of recipes and tons of variations. Just kind of one, a one-stop shop. There's my basics with, like, dressings and sauces and mayos and just kind of like an overview. And there's crusts and pizza and crackers and all that kind of fun stuff. Just incredible. And I really love the way it's all laid out. It's just so darn pretty, Lexi. Thank you so much. And it has me inspired again. Because, yeah. you know, after you write a book, you're like, and done. I am yep. probably going to be the only one. <laughs> but, Ooh, old book to be. And I'm like, what are you crazy? I, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> It's like after people have a baby. So are you guys thinking about having a second? <laughs> yeah. Or like when she got married. So when's the baby coming? It's like we literally got married five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lexi also recently got married, which is why her married name is now on her book. And it was just the most stunning wedding. Is there any – this is a surprise question, but did y'all – did you do you have any hacks for the bride who's trying to do sort of a – I don't know, maybe not completely squeaky clean, but a cleaner approach to diet or lifestyle at a wedding, just trying to make it a little bit more of a healthy affair. Yeah, I mean, 
what I love about wedding food and people say, like, did you have paleo food at your wedding or did you have this and this and this? And I mean, honestly, if you have a meat dish and it's like meat and vegetables, that's generally what that is, or a fish dish, um, kind of not picking like one of my friends is doing fried chicken and waffles at her wedding, which is so cute, but that obviously wouldn't be the route if you're trying to make it a little more of a healthy affair. Um, but I kind of love that because it is meat and vegetables or it is, you know, a seafood dish with mashed potatoes and veggies. So off the bat, it's not too bad. I mean, I guess you could always ask them um, to like steam the vegetables instead of, you know, tossing them in a ton of oil or random stuff. But that's what I like about weddings is kind of you have that option off the bat. Totally. You're so right. And you just seemed from afar watching you and admiring all of your wedding stuff. You just yeah. seemed so calm, cool, and collected. Like you just, you were, I mean, I know you were also working to finish the book, which is amazing mm -hmm. that you combined all of that at once. But um, I know a lot of people listen here and they're trying, I don't know, we tend to talk about mindset tricks a lot on the show. So do you have any tips for someone who's feeling a little stressed out about a wedding or just wants to approach it from that sort of balanced perspective yeah I mean the day of I, I I hear a lot of people that are like oh the day of I was like such a looney tune and I, <laughs> I, the day of, I was just like at this point it's gonna be what it is and I really tried to step back and be like if there's a little a few things that go a little wrong or go a little off it's not about that you're probably gonna be the only one that notices it like I was the only one that noticed little things um but like it's about the marriage it's about the love in the room and you'll feel that and you just you can't sweat the small stuff that day and actually I have a fun fact it's a little different oh good so my blog I asked people for like tips before the wedding and it was you know like step back enjoy the moment it goes so fast and then someone told me not to lock your knees and I was like wow that's such an interesting tip like I wonder why they said that and then if you google it if you lock your knees because like you're nervous or you're just overwhelmed which people do you could pass out <laughs> So I make sure not to lock my knees, so don't lock your knees the day of the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a very good tip. I know. Well, I was like, wow, I wonder, like, that must be a reason that someone said that. You know, I and hear that in CrossFit a lot, too. Don't lock your knees in certain movements. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a little different for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it could be bad if someone passes out while they're holding heavy weights. <laughs> totally. I know. So lock that your knees but in terms of mindset, honestly, like, and then I've, I was talking to someone recently and they were like, at the first look, the bride didn't want to have her future husband kiss her because she didn't want to ruin her lipstick. And I just mm -hmm. kind of think you really have to think about what it's about and just step back and be like, my hair's done. I look beautiful. It's all ready to go. And just, just enjoy it. Don't, don't get a hair touch up maybe, or, you know, mm -hmm. don't make yourself so crazy. I know it's easier said than done, but. Just at that point, it is what it is. Totally. Enjoy the party. That's a really good point. Um, I'm mean, You and I have talked about it, but it poured down rain at my wedding. And I vividly remember, I think I remember thinking, okay, we've, and this the same is true in cooking and in businesses and in relationships or anything. You put in the work and then once the work is put in, you just enjoy it. You sit back and you kind of... I don't, want, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but you like, you use it. It's like, use the hair, use the makeup, like wear it, use it and use it up. Like work my, it. work it, <laughs> get some lipstick on your future husband's cheek or whatever. It'll make for a really cute picture. And actually you're a really good example of, 
you know, like it rained and some people might like totally freak out, like, oh my goodness, what does that mean? And like, you know, the day is ruined and actually rain makes some of the most beautiful pictures at a wedding I've ever seen. So you just have to not sweat the small stuff and it is what it is and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be perfect regardless. I love that. And I love what you said, just feel the love in the room because it's so true. It's unlike anything else in the world. Every single person that you love, like obviously that can be there, is in one room for one, you know, four or five hours and like you'll rarely will you ever get that again. It's so special. So special. It gives me chills just thinking about it. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that, that kind of brings me into another question I have for you. Um, in terms of just healthy living in general, you know, you've been living this way for years now, eating this way and you, you and I both, I feel like have a good balance. We go out, we like to go out to eat sometimes and we like to have the occasional cocktail, Um, do you have any tips for somebody who is maybe trying to figure out how to have a balance with a healthy lifestyle? You know, because that's a question I get a lot is folks are trying to, that's what we do in the project is try to walk people through that process of going from diet to lifestyle. But what are some of your tricks that you found to bridge that gap? Yeah. And you know, honestly, Cassie, it wasn't always this way. Like when I had terrible stomach issues in 2013, I had, I was so strict with my diet. Like I wasn't making gluten-free pizza or eating baked goods that are now on my blog, even though they're a better option. I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. And, you know, and at that point, I always tell people, you don't have to think of it as forever, but if you're trying to eliminate things to heal certain, you know, ailments or certain things, um, you know, you might have to be strict for a bit and just know it won't be forever. Like, you know, you eventually you'll add back in the eggs that you want to add back in or whatever it may be. Um, so then eventually, once I really started healing my stomach and realized, you know, okay, I'm feeling good. I can bring stuff back. It was a lot about that balance. Like, do I, how do I not eat the pancakes every day now that I used to not eat? Or, you know, can I go out to dinner? But I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like I can go out to dinner and have some of that cheese because I, I don't eat dairy. And it's like that whole balance of how crazy are you going to get and how crazy are you going to be? And if you were really strict, how do you kind of bring stuff back in and not feel, feel a certain way about it? Um, so in terms of finding that balance, I think just the mindset, like mindset again, so important of not driving yourself crazy and living a little in the boundaries that you feel, obviously that you feel comfortable with and that work with your health issues or your goals or whatever it may be. Um, but really just, it's, it's a hard one because it really depends where people are, are totally. on their journey. Um, but letting yourself live a little and know that like you'll wake up in the morning and like you'll be okay. And then you'll, you know what? You'll listen to your body. You'll wake up and be like, oh, I did not feel good after that appetizer that I ate last night or whatever it may be. And then you'll kind of go from there and figure out what works. But I mean, you have to live a little. And I talk about balance in the book and just kind of just having that and not not being so crazy because you know you have one life totally yeah (laughs) that's awesome my occasional cocktail (laughs) beautifully said I love it so much I think that you know we don't have to there's some people who also they want to put limitations on stuff well I will have one cocktail a week but no more and then if they have two they feel like they goofed up 
And so it's, it's like Lexi said, I totally agree. It's about listening to your body, living a little and trying and challenging yourself. It doesn't happen overnight, but challenging yourself to kind of keep an open mind to, I don't know, just rolling with the punches and giving yourself a little room and a little grace. Right. Because, you know, one of my blogger friends, Jordan from the balanced blonde, or she used to be vegan and she was like this and she wrote this book on it because she ended up leaving her vegan community and going and she, you know, she had orthorexia. She was so obsessed with healthy eating and healthy diet and food that she like, she wasn't eating anything, you know, she was like, was so strict and so confined that it made her have an eating disorder. So it really, obviously it depends on where you are in your journey. Cause if you're making yourself that crazy, that's not a way of life and that's not a healthy lifestyle. So it's balanced in all of those different you know, areas. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a really great topic. That may be something that we cover more in depth on the show at one point in time. Okay. So when you, when you write a book, I know you've yeah. clearly, you've cooked everything in here multiple times because you have to test it, you craft the recipe and then you have to photograph it and all that stuff. But is there a book or excuse me, a recipe in your book that you have made more than the others just because you wanted to? What's what's been kind of your yeah. favorite that you turn to a lot? Well, I'm right. Yeah. The, well, the waffles and pancakes, they're just like, they're the real deal. They're fluffy. They're everyone. Those are just a hit. I make those all the time, especially when we have company over for like brunch. Um, the beef and broccoli. I love, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's simple, but you could also throw it in the slow cooker and have, you know, like a, have it cooking all day, which is kind of cool. So there's two different options there. Um, also, what was the other? Oh, the avocado toast. It's not your average avocado toast. It's not like just avocado smashed with a fork. It's really unique and different. And there's a few different like bread options. There's the bread that's in my book. There's sweet potato buns and all that kind of stuff. So I love those. I can't stop making them. Those are, oh my gosh, I wrote them down because I'm going to make them now. Yeah. I'm, I'm so hungry. I can't wait. It's kind of like you shouldn't go to the grocery store hungry. I feel like I shouldn't talk to my food blogger friends when I'm hungry. That's like when I'm scrolling on Instagram and I'm like, oh no, not the time. I'm too hungry. <laughs> I totally well, get that. Well, you are getting ready to kick off a book tour. Do you want to tell? So this show is going to air. Let me just make sure I know what day we're talking to people. The 14th. So tell tell everybody about your book tour and where they can come find you. Yeah. So I partnered with Whole Foods Market um, for the book tour. And so we've released the first leg of the tour, which is in North Atlantic. So it's Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Maine. Um, And I'm actually doing a signing in Dedham, Massachusetts on Thursday the 17th. Yes. And um, it is a cooking demo, so it's going to be super fun. And so you can check out all all the tour dates so far, and more will be added in different states. Um, So stay tuned and sign up for my email list for that. But on LexiusKitchen.com slash events, you'll see everything laid out really easily. Um, how you can find me, but they're really fun. And there's going to be like swag bags with all my favorite brands and products and just all sorts of fun stuff that we have planned. So I'm super excited. The first one's tonight. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to watch from afar. I really, I really, I think I'm just going to book a ticket and come surprise you at one. I would freak out. (laughs) That'd be so fun. Or you could just come to San Antonio, whichever. Yeah. Once we start planning like that area, 
obviously. No pressure. I know I know how it goes. When you do a book tour, um, you can't go everywhere. You just can't. You know. And you know, we started here because of like the holidays and there's so many like blackout dates between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I'm like, you know what, I'll stay in the local number of states and then we'll continue on in the new year. New year, new year. I love it. I love it so much. Man, so great. I'm so freaking proud of you, Lexi. I mean, this book is phenomenal. You guys can find it. I'm holding it in my hands. I like cherish it. And it's substantial. Um, You can find it at Barnes and Nobles nationwide. Mm -hmm. You can find it on Amazon, Lexi's Clean Kitchen. Um, And I will link up to everything. I'll link up to her website and to the book and to her book tour, all in the show notes where you can also find a transcript of today's episode. Lexi, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is always my favorite, coming to chat with you. Oh, stop it. You're the best. (laughs) Love you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. I love you. Thank you so much. Good luck. You're going to crush it. I know you're going to knock them dead, set the world on fire, all of the good things. I'm just so proud. I cannot wait to watch it all unfold. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We'll be back again next week.